This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we're taking the final four from our 80s, 90s, and 21st century action movie tournament, throwing in some Hong Kong action, and have them battle it out for the title of greatest action movie of all time. John Bellotti Jr. joins us to guest judge and to tell us about his fun event celebrating Japanese giant monsters called Kaiju Brooklyn next month. All that in this edition of the Chalk and Nerd Weekly for Monday, September 11th, 2023. This is Frank Grillo. You know me. But who are you? Are you the discerning, sophisticated type of person who enjoys all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news? Pop culture references, witty banter. Me neither. I'm just here for the dick jokes. What's up, listener? Thanks for joining us and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. Joining us, of course, this guy does his own stunts and he has enormous genitals. It's Rug Boy. <laughs> well, What's up, enormous Rugs? genitals for a, a puppet, Imran. Yeah, so That's, really they're they're tiny, but much smaller scale. than your dick, which is hard to do. Uh, yeah, it's like one yeah. one sixteenth scale. It's still really yeah. big, though. You'd be surprised. But like, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of my my two and a half inches. Yeah, no, that's that's for a puck, puppet. You're packing. soft. I mean, soft. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. We got the dick joke out of the way. Oh my god, everyone's also offended now. Joining us on this very special episode, you know him as the admin to our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. He is also a very talented illustrator and a resident opinionated New Yorker. It's John Bellotti Jr. What's up, Bellotti? Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> Did you call him our, our resident New Yorker? Resident opinionated New Yorker. Oh, got it. Yeah, yes. I have no opinion. No, well. <laughs> <laughs> None whatsoever. I'm not. I, you're, you're, uh, I'm not a resident. He's somewhere else. Yeah. I'm an illegal alien. Yeah. He is an yeah. illegal alien. I'm absolutely. Seen his green card. I have a brown card. His brown, yeah. his brown card. <laughs> Bilotti, thanks for singing the theme song along. How you doing? Uh, before we begin, quick uh, Hollywood strike update. They're still on strike. Oh, shit. So we'll get into that later. But uh, how you been? Everything's good over there? Everything's good. I, I'm, I'm, you know, a little busy. I got a little something, little something, something going on oh, yeah, over will, here in, yeah. in Brooklyn. That's nice. Ooh. little kaiju-sized event Ooh, going that's a on. Tease. That's a tease for later in the episode. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Teasing okay. the kaiju balls right there. No, I opened up a pizza place. What the hell was the matter with you? Oh, you I eat? see. <laughs> Bilotti slice. Bilotti slice. I wish. Uh, all right. You've seen the title here, listener. we got a very special action movie tournament. I'm going to play the stinger, Anthony. I'm going to hand it over to you. All right. You ready? Prepare. Here we go. Let's get into the tournament. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the last action tourney. My name is Anthony, your guest host for today, and the three contestants are Imran the Nerd. Say some, say hello, Imran. Hello, Imran. Rugboy the Trash Puppet. 
What's up, motherfuckers? And the resident Godzilla guy, John Bellotti Jr. How you doing? This is John Bellotti here from Brooklyn. He's your resident opinionated New Yorker. That's right. Lots of opinions. That's right. I don't know why I started it like that, but here we go. So this is the last action tournament, as I had mentioned, and we've had so much fun doing these tourneys that we decided we're going to do one more recapping the last four decades of action movies a little over four decades because we stopped at some random time in 2023 and that was our cutoff point i think it was after john wick 4 came out and to recap what we're doing for this tournament is we're taking the top four winners from the 80s tournament the 90s tournament the 21st century tournament and we're taking four foreign movies two from the 80s and two from the 90s and the reason why we're doing that is because in the 80s and 90s, we excluded foreign movies, and Bilotti cried so many tears Mm -hmm. in retrospect because we didn't include these movies, so we included them here. The four 80s and 90s movies, just to recap, that we included are The Killer, Police Story, Hard Boiled, and Police Story 3, a.k.a. Super Cop. And then to recap the previous other tourneys, the 80s action movie tourney was Roadhouse, RoboCop, Aliens, and Predator, 90s tourney is Terminator 2, The Matrix, Hard Target, and Total Recall. And the 21st century action tourney is The Raid, Mission Impossible, Fallout, John Wick 4, and Mad Max, Fury Road. Man, wow. So this is going to be a pretty epic tournament. What I did was I basically created four pods where I took one movie from each little mini tournament and put them together. So we have all new fresh matchups in the first and second round. Wow. And because these movies are spanning over 40 years, the criteria is pretty simple. There is no criteria. Whatever you guys think is better is better. You can think about what has more action, what has better story, what had bigger impact, whatever means more to you, whatever got you, get your dick wet, whatever it is. Whoa. This is the, the, you choose what you want in each matchup. And like I mentioned earlier, This is recapping everything. So we have some of the biggest names in action movie history in here. We have Schwarzenegger. We have Swayze. We have Jackie Chan, Keanu Reeves, Tom Hardy, uh, Schwarzenegger again, Ico Uwais, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Ellen Ripley, a.k.a. uh, Sigourney Weaver, Chow Yun-Fat, Peter Weller, and even Mr. Tom Cruise. So if you guys are ready to get started. Stallone missing for some reason. Stallone never made it to this far. So. He had some good movies, but none of them were the all-timers that no, these no. in this tournament. So, if you guys I are ready, you can jump into this and get started. Let's do it. Oh, I'm ready. Let's I was born ready. All right. Well, we, we're doing the usual usual thing here where it's two it's best two out of three on votes. So, we'll start with our guest today, Mr. Jonathan Bellotti Jr. We're starting with you. Okay. And the first it. matchup of the last action tourney is... T2, Judgment Day mm. versus Roadhouse. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Right out of the gate. <laughs> oh. You are no holds barred, motherfucker. Wow. And I'm not announcing there's no seeds in this because I feel like these are all in the same class. So. Yeah. T2 against Roadhouse? Yep. How do you? I did, no. <laughs> not even. This, this, this isn't all, even a competition. These are all winners already. Yes. So we have to say that. <laughs> He's already won. They already it, won. Yeah. I know. It's just man, Roadhouse is the like, Cinderella of the, This is just splitting pubic hair at this point. <laughs> Roadhouse, that still makes me laugh from that first tournament that it was at a Cinderella run. That was a great run. It was that the best run. I just I think about it and I just laugh. 
So, like, in retrospect, I remember I was talking to my brother about this tournament, and when I told him T2 was the winner, he, he called bullshit on it. I said, why? He goes, because there's no action in it. Mm. I said, yeah, you're kind of right. I mean, it's more of a dramatic movie and a sci-fi than action. So, if I'm going with action, I mean, like, you think Roadhouse, right? But if you think, like, quality movie, it's T2. But... Fuck it, I'm gonna go Roadhouse. Oh, oh Jesus! Oh, wow, that's wow, wow, wow. There's more action. There's more action. Wow. No, you know what? No, no, no. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Oh, bloody! What are you doing? I don't know what to do. I don't because this is this is I like mean, one has more explosions and no, no, shooting. Two has some good jacks, good action. Two big chase scenes. Yeah, I know, but car T2 stunts. I'm gonna go with T2. I'm taking it back. <laughs> I'm going with T2. This is going to be the okay. whole tournament, by the way. He's fucking mad with us now. All right. Yeah. D2. Is, are you are sure? <laughs> we, we sure about this, Bilotti? I don't know. All right. We're going to go. I'm very unsure. T2 up 1-0. Imran. Oh, no. What do you got? Yeah. Oh, you deal with it now. Oh, God. I mean, on the one hand, you got Patrick Swayze kicking the shit off like a middle-aged man with his karate. Uh, and you got him ripping throats out. Oh God! We I have fuck to... guys like you in prison. Yeah, there's great lie. I've been the whole "be nice" sequence. I want you to be nice till I tell you it's not time to be nice. Ah, um, oh, there's action in T2 though. Come on, there's absolutely action. Iconic action. Iconic. Yes. Uh, changed, you know, uh, movies for the rest of the decade. You never saw. Come on, it's got shit like a liquid Terminator. You never saw shit like that before. Uh, I never saw Patrick Swayze written, uh, ripping anybody's throats out either. But that so, uh, do I want to have fun with this and uh, uh, make Rug Boy suffer a little bit starting right out? I think I will. Ah, oh, Jesus! I uh, think <laughs> I'm gonna put it in a tie and say Roadhouse. All right, Roadhouse, oh, one to one. Just got interesting. I could fuck uh, this whole thing up uh, right now. Now, like. Uh, I love Roadhouse. I'm one of the reasons it had a Cinderella run. You are. It is, an, it is a silly, underappreciated masterpiece that contains all of the extremes. Like you got throat ripping. It's an adult film, basically. There's people banging in it. There's a, women stripping. There's blind guys playing guitars with oh, getting yeah. beers thrown at them. There's uh, a uh, bromance between Sam Elliott and Patrick Swayze. There's just all kinds of this karate, naked karate. I don't know. There's all kinds of things <laughs> that Roadhouse is great. But I have to say that um, even though both movies had big impact, it's undeniable that Terminator 2 is one of like the pillars of the action film. It has the quintessential action star probably at his best. Um, and... Uh, James Cameron kind of just opening up this whole genre. So it's got to go to T2. Unfortunately, I love Roadhouse. Even Patrick Swayze's mullet and ass cheeks couldn't save it <laughs> from the power of Arnold and, oh. and Cameron combined. T2 moving on in the first first Pour matchup of the action movie tourney. The last action movie tourney. Well, we'll, we'll go in reverse order this time. So, Ruggs, we'll start with you. The next matchup in this pod... Mm. Police story okay. versus John Wick Chapter Four. Oh, oh my oh. God, Jesus! 
Oh, Jesus. boy. Well, you know what? This are, these are all going to be like this. We just have to it be. It really is. Accepted. You're going to have to grin and bear it. Yeah. yeah this, these are all movies that we love. Uh, Police Story is another one that was the trendsetter, right? Uh, the 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 level of action stunts, everything that Jackie Chan was putting into this, uh, the comedy. Yeah, it just it was before its time. It was like movies are still trying to catch up to this movie. And what's the other one? John Wick Four. John Wick Four. Man, John Wick Four is great too, but. Uh, wow, I mean, it's, it's an epic film. Yeah, it's, <laughs> one is an epic like a sequel that they spent a shitload of money on, and uh, I don't know. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna go for Police Story. Go oh, shit! Whoa, Police Story up one. Yeah, just because the OGs. I always gotta, I, I, I go gotta give props to the OGs. You know, I, I, I want to. It, w- it would be fun to go to Imran because he'd be next, but. John Belay Jr. has oh, to speak on Police Story versus John Wick, John Wick yeah. Chapter Four, so he's next. Okay, John, go ahead. You don't get John Wick Four without Police Story. That's the thing. Like you don't get a ton of movies without Police Story, right? But Police Story is a little janky, you know. When you look back at it, some of it's a little, you know, it leans goofball at times. Yeah, it, it is a goofy movie. And in fact, it's. I love the, the opening and the end, but that middle just fucking drags. Mm-hmm. It really does. And like, no one talks about it just because they're so enamored with like the glass story ending as they call it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm a big proponent of part two and three over one. Okay. But you know, part two, like what they do well, they did really, really well. Right. And John wick for all intents and purposes is a masterpiece of an action film. Super slick, super stylized, gorgeous to look at. But, you know, Johnny gets a little repetitive at some some parts. You know, the action mm-hmm. in those movies tends to drag on. Where Jackie is, uh, he's a maestro. He, there's a beginning, there's a middle and an end to all of his, his fight sequences. You know, there's a crescendo and there's always a climax. And uh, I'm going to go with Police Story on this oh, one. Oh, shit. Ooh, Police wow. Story. The old schoolers. Yeah. Jumping yeah. ahead. All you right, got, you gotta, just got to remember how many movies fucking stole from Police Story. That's true. Well, yeah, so many. I mean, That's John true. Wick has four movies, and this one has the one. I mean, it's the first one. I mean, right, right, right. right. Like that, it's built not building off of anything. Yeah, no. The, I mean, these are all going to be. It's really comes down to personal preference because we're comparing. I mean, those these movies are nearly forty years apart. Yeah, Imran. Yes. Next matchup. The Matrix. Okay. Versus Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> Minga. Oh, fast guy over fuck. here. Mad Max. <laughs> Splendid. <laughs> Splendid. Uh, I, man. I Kung Fu. I was watching clips of all these movies to get ready for this, and I love The Matrix. The Matrix, again, it, it's a, uh, the direct line from John Woo. The gun fu he started in Hong Kong, uh, and the you know part Jackie Chan stuff, uh, all fed into an incredible movie at the end of the nineties uh, that brought bullet time and new things, shit we'd never seen. I fucking lost it when I saw that movie. Mad Max though, even watching the clips of like just the scenes, you are I'm like gripping the seat I'm sitting in. It is so the whole movie is just pulse pounding 
action nonstop, very little dialogue the whole time. Practical effects. Uh, the the vehicles are amazing. They're like characters on their own. Oh, fuck. But I love the Matrix uh, for its influence. Uh, shit, 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 shit. I'm going to go. Don't fuck this up. I'm, I might fuck it up, Bloody, because. Don't fuck it up. I'm going to say. Don't I'm, you do it, you I'm, motherfucker, you. I'm going to give it to. Don't do it. The Matrix. You motherfucker. As up. my I knew little he was more it. favorite over. But the Fury Road is an amazing practical action movie. This is oh, so hard. It's hard. Rug Boy. Well. I have faith in you. <laughs> I'll tell you what. They're both great movies. Uh, the Matrix. Uh, I'll tell you what. The Matrix spawned an entire, like I would say, decades worth of for me contemplating all of this stuff that was explored in the Matrix. It 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 was an action film, but it was really a philosophical exploration. The Animatrix added to it, so it, it started this whole like genre or world that i became immersed in the -hmm. video game all this stuff so i feel like the impact was just bigger but mad max has the best meme that's bait (laughs) all right you can't go on twitter without seeing mad max going that's bait all right and uh, I think that that's almost cl- more culturally re- relevant now. So um, I'm still going to pick the Matrix. Oh, Matrix. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's bullshit. Uh, I know Bilotti loves I love, Mad I, Max. I, I love Mad Max. I love it. It's a great movie. And it's got it boobs is. in it. It is. Well, a, a let man. me say this one thing. Let me say this one thing. Yes. First of all, Fury Road is better. Um, but second of all, <laughs> the Matrix is a copy of like 10 other movies, right? And then every other movie copied The Matrix. No fucking movie has copied Fury Road. Yeah. It stands alone from all those other movies. Well, no, there was a Mad Max movie before that. It that's, was Mad that's Max. That's all you have. That's all you have is the Mad Max movies. No other movie you I'm can sure you, uh, John, I'm sure you can go back and find some manga that fucking Ma- Ma- the original Mad Max copied or original, or you can go back to like Heavy Metal Magazine and find something that it could pull from in the same way that The Matrix pulled from manga. I, I bet you a million bucks. I'm going to research so. this, and I'm going to do a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, John Velotti, as the kids say, John Velotti is giving Mad Max Fury Road its flowers, but its flowers are dead because the Matrix is moving on. That's so right. We'll start, we'll start with you, Velotti, for this one. And you're, you're going to really love this matchup. I know it. <laughs> I, I just fucking know it. Ready, Velotti? Sure. Predator. Ah. Versus Police Story Three Super Cop. Oh, oh, wow, wow. that's a that's a good one. Not really. Um, <laughs> Predator versus Police Story Three Super Cop. Yeah, you know I have yet to see the Chinese cut of Police Story Three, and I keep forgetting to track it down. So I keep seeing that stupid Weinstein cut. That's the one I just watched prior to the show, and yeah, I wish I would seen different? it in Chinese. It's well, they they cut a lot. They they cut it's four stuff minutes out. Long, less, I think. Oh. Yeah, and it's like the bad intro. It's like oh, oh, it does start weird. It's awful. Yeah, it's really bad. And Jackie's voice is just sounds awful. But it gave us Michelle Yeoh. 
Well, yeah. not yeah. really. She was around for much longer than that, but she reintroduced Michelle Yeoh to modern audiences. Ah, Predator Police Story 3. Damn. I got to go with... Ah, Police Story 3 is great. It just doesn't have the iconic stuff of part one and even part two. So I'm going to go with Predator for this one. Oh, shit. Predator up 1-0. Rug Boy. I love Super Cop, but it's definitely Predator. I don't even... I'm not even going to try and explain. I mean, it's, it's... Predator is fucking... It's one of the best movies ever made, I would say. So. Predator, moving on. Sorry, Michelle Yeoh. Uh. And Jean-Claude Van Damme could have been in it. Speaking of Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, Imran. Oh, boy. Hard Target. Oh, Hard Target. Oh, here we go. This is... Uh-huh. The Raid. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who's what? picking these matchups oh, now? This is bad. Oh, no. Again, you don't get the raid without John Woo doing what he did but in the Hong I Kong. think the raid gets made without Hard Target. Being made. <laughs> <The> ra- <laughs> I don't know if Hard Target's the one that prompts Not, not Hard Target. I'm talking about just John Woo's John Woo, Hong yes. Kong uh, movies. Uh, because, yeah, it's very hard. Yes, but it is... You know, it's solid. Again, it's a gun foo. I think that John Claude Van Damme's uh, badassness in in Hard Target influenced everything, whether they knew it or not. Okay, <laughs> I, I just love rugs in the background going, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Man, hey, Rug, go ahead. Uh, okay, Man, I am. I, I love both of these movies. I think for sheer fuck uh, entertainment, the raid. Has been copied and uh, and it is serious and hard target has a lot of fun Van Dam mullet oh just for Wilford Brimley I'm I'm actually I'm gonna give it to hard target on this one oh Damn. my god yeah fuck it one hard target unbelievable that's insane John Bellotti Jr. can we talk some sense into this <laughs> oh my god hard target just to fuck with things. Over the raid. <laughs> well, there's still a vote there. still active votes there. Yeah. You don't... See, the thing is, Hard Boiled's in this tournament, right? Hard Boiled yes. is also in this tournament. You don't yes. need Hard... Then, no, Hard Target does not make it that far because <laughs> you have Hard Boiled. All, all... Like, I love Hard Target. I do. It's it's my favorite John... It's my favorite American John Woo movie by far. It really is. But... He pretty much just took all his best action scene from Hard Boiled yeah. and put it in a Hard Target. Right, with spin kicks. With spin kicks, because he he's like, okay, what well, what can you do that Chow can't? Yeah, yeah. What, a lot of can do that Chow can't. And talking <laughs> to birds, yeah, yeah, not just having yeah, birds, not just yes, yes. actually, <laughs> like you know, characters. like everything that's done, like no, let's talk about this for a second. It's true. Everything that's done in the John Woo movies in Japan, um, in China, is different. Like they took it to another level. Like John Cleve Dam's on fire. Like yeah, he's <laughs> doing things. Flipping through fire. Yeah, Chow yeah. Yun-Fat never had a mullet. Not once. No, and n- nor do I want to see him no with a mullet. See. <laughs> I don't want to see He's too cool. He doesn't need a mullet. He'll ruin it. All right, do what you got to do. What was it? Nothing. Oh, the raid. I will say Hard Target's an easier watch yeah. than okay, the raid. Yeah, fair. It, it is a more light watch. It is a light, it's a light watch. I feel like if you want to have fun... And get the best, like John Woo has to offer, with like the worst acting. 
<laughs> like it, it's a confusing thing because it's it's not a good movie. No, it's, it's a one of those bad. It's so bad. It's great movies, mm-hmm. and it's just ridiculous. Um, clearly the right movie is the raid. It 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 it, it should win over Hard Target. So I'm gonna give it to the raid. But I mean, I still. Probably would watch Hard Target over the Raid. I just did that for my boy Ralph Bravo. I had that, to. That's just, a fair, fair critique. I, I, I love Hard Target, but I might have flipped over this desk if it beat the Raid. <laughs> just, just for, just for what it's worth. <laughs> to give it a little. You gotta love. do the right thing every once yeah. in a while. Once in a while, you gotta do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Raid. Even though it's more fun to just yeah. say, you vote for the mullet. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Rugs, we'll start with you. The next matchup, Aliens. Versus Ooh. the killer. What? Oh, okay. Well, oh. damn, this sucks. All right, so we still got hard boiled. Hard boiled still in this. Hard boiled is still in this, and that's like John Woo's like Chinese opus over there. Yeah, yeah, the magnum opus or whatever the hell they call that shit. <laughs> the killer is an amazing movie, though. The killer is a great melodramatic movie. It sets up like the. Great bromance. It's uh, got intrigue and, you know, uh, all this like mystery to it. But um, what's the other movie? <laughs> <laughs> Aliens. 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 Another Jeeves Cameron fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, I got to give it to Aliens because it is a marvel. Like that. Mm-hmm. The queen at the end. The the mech at the end, the get away from her, you bitch. Like, just the way that is unheard of. Like, at this point in time, John Woo was already making these movies and kind of, you know, setting the tone. You've done a better tomorrow at this point already. Yeah, this so, is the second. so I feel like Aliens is on, is on a level that was groundbreaking for its time and still holds up. Like to this day, like you could take aliens and put it up like the the latest sci-fi film, like Dune, and it still gives it a run for its money. Mm-hmm. So you could put um the killer and maybe another John movie John Woo yeah. movie together, like face off and the killer, maybe you know, together, but like yeah, it's gotta go to aliens. Aliens up one oh. We always got to let John talk for these big Hong Kong films. So you're next, John. Yeah, I get to go. You get to go. Wow. You're unleashed. Wow. Unleashed a beast like Jet Li, our deceased action star Jet Li. (laughs) Is he still alive? (laughs) Taking it back to the 90s tournament. (laughs) Aliens and the Killer. 2000s, yeah. Aliens and the Killer. You know, I'm going to go with the Killer. Cool. Okay. I'm going to tell you why. It just shouldn't surprise anybody. The Killer, when I saw that movie as a teenager, and I think, Emron, you sort of talked about this. Yeah. That fucking movie changed my life. That movie made me want to be a film director. Yeah. That's why I got into the film business was John Woo movies. And look at me now, on strike and unemployed. But anyway, (laughs) unemployed. How'd that turn out for you? How'd that turn out for you, you (laughs) dummy? Unemployed, collecting toys. Anyway, so- what you saw in The Killer, I mean, you kind of saw in some Hong Kong movies, but you never really saw at that level. I mean, it was basically a remake of a French film called Les Samurai, which was 
super stylized, and I highly recommend you guys watch it. It's on HBO Max. Elaine Dillon is the is the lead, mm. and John Woo was enamored by that movie and wanted to make a modern retelling of it. And just like there's no comparison. I mean, the killer just sort of blows it out of the water. But stylistically, they summarize amazing. However, Aliens is a sequel, and we kind of saw that already. You know, like you saw Alien, you saw, you know, I, you know, monster movies. But the the whole heroic bloodshed thing was brand new in the eighties, pretty much. So, yeah, you just had stuff in there that was so hyper stylized and so just homoerotic. <laughs> There's a romance there. Now you're turning me on. It. Yeah. <laughs> Are your nipples hard? Um, <laughs> so it's but, the killer. So it's the killer. Yeah. Oh, man. Imran, up to you. Just You just saw the killer maybe just, five minutes ago. No, yeah. maybe a couple weeks ago. But yeah. you've seen aliens a lot of times. What's the what's the pick here? The, oh, man. This is tough. This is, uh, they're so different. I just did see the killer and really now understanding the influence John Woo had on the action movie genre is huge. There is another John Woo movie that has more crazier action than the killer, but the killer is poetic. Absolutely. I was blown away. But now aliens, this is a movie that gave me nightmares as a teenager. This is a movie that got me obsessed with this whole alien world. Uh, it's an amazing Cameron film. You have a, a strong female lead in, in 86 as a badass. Yeah. Oh, I mean, female. you know, that is what sets this apart. While John Woo is giving you gun fu like nobody's ever seen. James Cameron makes this incredible war movie with aliens and it's iconic game over, man. I mean, all this shit. Uh, I quote to this day. And it's good. It has to be. Sorry for me. Aliens. Sorry. The killer. I love you. Aliens. Picking moving aliens. on. Knocking the killer. Well, out. Lottie did his best. He did. I tried. He, he did do his best. I tried to do his best. That's all you can do. Yeah. Imran. Oh boy. Next matchup. Yes. The second to last in the first round. Alrighty. Is an all Verhoeven matchup as oh, we got Robocop oh. versus Total Recall. Oh. And sh- I think you say Showgirls. Robocop versus Showgirls versus Starship Troopers. <laughs> Showgirls beats everything, let me tell you. <laughs> no, uh, Robocop, Total Roadhouse Recall. and Showgirls as a double feature would be oh, the That'd be fantastic. <laughs> wow. Okay. Paul Verhoeven. With Arnold and with uh, Peter Weller. Weller, yep. Robocop also. Fuck, dystopian future. The, the guy splatters on his windshield. That's fantastic. But then You've got the splattering of the windshield, or have you got Arnold's eyes popping out of his head on <laughs> Mars? Who are you? I'm you. You're me. I'm you. Who are you? Cole Hagen. I mean, some great lines from Arnold. Sharon Stone is in that one. And Robocop, the, it's uh, dark and disturbing when Murphy gets his arms blown off. Action-wise, what do I pick? Oh, fuck me. I'm going... Man, it's a, it's kind of like a toss-up here. Uh, both dark dystopian. I'm going to go... Shit, 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 shit. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it to RoboCop. RoboCop up 1-0. You're just giving it to them just as a toss-up? Yeah. No reason? Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Lottie, what, what do you got? What was it, RoboCop? What was the other one? Total Recall. Mm. Damn, I love both those movies. I know. So good. RoboCop, I mean, uh, I don't know. Let's, they both have something to say, but RoboCop has more to say. 
And Peter Will is a real asshole in real life. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Big yeah. time. Now he is. Oh, yeah. Big time. I know. I shouldn't be saying that stuff. <laughs> See, he's, he's not listening to this. Oh, he's, he just, a, he's a fucking professor now. He doesn't care. Um, I'm going to go with RoboCop. Oh. RoboCop. Why? Oh. You know, the action in those movies, like Verhoeven does action well, but his action isn't like John Woo or Cameron. Or the Wachowski right. style. You know, it's not like, it's not memorable action. It's just action. Mm-hmm. So what's, what makes those movies stand apart is uh, they're incredibly entertaining. I mean, it's not easy making an entertaining, entertaining movie, especially an action movie. And those movies are so entertaining and easy to watch. And but, iconic, yeah. too. And yeah. very iconic. Very, very iconic. And And RoboCop, for me... Uh, I think the whole dichotomy of man and machine and, you know, man becomes machine and the machine tries to become man again and that whole dynamic and him just reclaiming his, his past and humanity, you know, and, and there's no, when it's over, you're not just like, wait, is that real? Because, you know, total recall from what I understand, he has a lobotomy and yeah, you don't you don't know by the end what right. you don't know, but Verhoeven has gone to say that when you see the bright light in the Mars horizon, that's him having a lobotomy. But oh. you don't know that if you watch the movie, you have no yeah. idea what's going on. So RoboCop ends on a very definitive note, which I like, and you're not questioning it. And I love the commentary on society uh, more so than in uh, Total Recall. So that's my reason. I love that pick. I would have picked RoboCop. And you brought up a good point, too. That ending of RoboCop where he goes, what's your name, son or kid? He turns around and goes, Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a fucking perfect ending. They ruin that in the next two because he automatically goes back to being a robot. But that first movie is is nearly, it's a perfect movie. Total Recall is also great. But um, RoboCop, they're both great. Yeah, Yeah, they are. RoboCop, though, is an easier, not easier to watch because it's fucking dark, but comprehend by everything it wraps up in a nice bow where total recall is more almost like one of the more like original mind fuck yeah 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 ambiguous so but yeah both great movies rugs the last matchup of the first round and and you're gonna enjoy this one we got hard boiled whoa versus mission impossible fallout oh (laughs) why do you keep doing this you keep giving me (laughs) Full first out. crack, uh, like it's Hong not Kong just you. classics versus <laughs> modern, like fucking modern classic epics. versus old classic. God damn it! Ooh. One could say this is hard boiled as Wu's magnum opus or whatever the hell you call it for Hong Kong films, and you could say this at Fallout is Tom Cruise's magnum opus for Mission Impossible films, and they both utilize practical. Lots of practice. Uh, Lots of guys practical. doing their stunts for the most part. It's just part. who had a bigger budget, really. Yeah, bigger budget. I and feel like... A um, bigger story. I love all the Mission Impossible movies. I love them all. Every time I see even a commercial for it, I'm like, I should watch that movie. Um, Hard Boiled is a is a classic, and it's crazy and insane and in all the craziest ways. But... um. How do you do this? That's yeah, tough. You don't. You just turn off your mic and go to bed. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to do that now. Because <laughs> I love Mission Impossible and I have so much respect for Hard Boiled because it, it goes it goes places that not a lot of movies can go. Um, Jesus Christ. 
because there's so many Mission Impossible movies, and they're all really good, and uh, this is kind of like, it's hard to outdo, like, there's so many good movies, and this one's the best out of all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to probably be like, it's the biggest, bigger accomplishment to rise to the top of great, like, top-notch movies. Mm-hmm. So it's mm. the crowning achievement. Mm. So I'm going to go with Mission Impossible. Oh, Ooh, shit. Up 1-0. Bilotti, we always got to let you to talk when it's let you talk when it's a Hong Kong action movie. So Hey, thanks. Got? I don't so I don't subscribe to the um, the notion that Hard Boiled is his masterpiece. I, okay. I think the the killer is cuz that's really Ooh. Yeah, I mean I think Boat in a Head is his best movie even though it's just a sort of rip off of The Deer Hunter, but you know, all his movies are basically ripoffs of famous movies. Uh, and A Better Tomorrow is actually one of my favorites. But for me, the killer is from that's like his masterpiece. But Hard Boiled is, is really good. It's not taken away. And Fallout is also um, uh, Macquarie's masterpiece, I mm-hmm. think, so far. But again, it comes down to budget and, and scope. Yeah. You know, Hard Boiled is very much a Hong Kong movie where. Mission Impossible is an international movie. But I remember the fucking, the, the thrills of Fallout by the end where you can't even breathe. But I also remember the insane, absolutely insane hospital shootout from Hard Boil. Oh, the long shot, that one, one take shot in the middle. That, that shot so is amazing. Yeah. But, you know, Fallout had similar shots. Yeah, it's but, tough. But Hard Boiled had that great scene where he they shoot the cop and then they go into the elevator. Yeah. And he's like, they're waiting to go to the next floor. But what I learned is that while they're in the elevator, the whole art department is changing the set. Yep. They're getting rid of all the bullet holes or changing the furniture. So when the doors open, it's literally the same floor, but just redressed. Well, and they have wow. to reset all the explosives and shit, you know. And they do it in real time. Yeah. yeah. The making of that movie, if you listen to Charlie and Fat talk about that, he's just like, I should have died. <laughs> <laughs> There's shit blowing up very near him in that movie. Yes. Right. Right. The the scene where they're like shooting, you know, they're back to back in the hallway and shooting at each other. Yeah. And that guy, Mad Dog, who just won't die. Shit. I mean, I'm always going to lean towards mm. the Hong Kong stuff, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, but I, this is a tough one. This is a real tough one. I'm I'm going to go with hard boiled. Oh, okay? okay. Which shouldn't surprise anybody. <laughs> no. But but, <laughs> but you, there was more debate that I thought would come out of you, which is which Well, means- like I said, it's it's it just basically comes down to scale, really. Yeah. Because one has a larger scale and bigger stakes than the other one. And you know, the other one has like babies and, and they're fucking murdering <laughs> people everywhere. People and like patients and doctors and, and that sign of respect between Chow and, and Mad Dog or, or Tony Leung during that scene. I mean, just, just so much so much going on. But again, there's only one hard-boiled in like seven Mission Impossibles. So you both have made good points. Yeah, the, yeah. One, one has brought up that there's many Mission Impossibles, <laughs> yet this one rises above. And the other has brought up there's right. only one hard-boiled. You know, Opposite the thing with, points. The thing with Fallout is that he had... What was that? The third Macquarie movie or the second Macquarie? That was the second. The second. So he had the other movie, which I I I'm not a huge fan of Rogue Nation. I thought it was a little boring. 
and don't I know Rogue Boy gets mad at me for that, but tough shit. Um, <laughs> I I looked at that as him saying, "Okay, I have another chance at this movie. Let me make it better." Where John Woo was like, "I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just gonna just make this thing, and it's a one off, and that's it." So hard boiled. Yeah, hard boiled. My long winded pick. Oh. No, it's all good. These uh, I expect long winded picks in these this oh, tournament. It's a this tough is not. This shit. is not. This is no. These are no gimmies here. Imran, say fuck me seven times before you make Holy your pick, please. Crap. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, you know, Bilotti's point about scale is absolutely true. You have the power of Tom Cruise on on one hand, right? You have him crazy enough to do halo jumps and fucking fl- learn how to fly helicopters like a fucking maniac, uh, and it's polished, and there's so much money behind it. Uh, but on the other hand, I, again, I go back to this is the, the influence of John Woo, the kinetic energy, the squib work. I mean, sliding down banisters with two guts, like that's got to mean something. That's <laughs> got to get points somewhere. That needs to be... Uh, rewarded because it is some of the most badass shit. Uh, and he influenced so many things that we see to this day. McCory does fantastic action, but I, this, you know what? I'm going to give it, I'm, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it to hard boil. Wow. The impact, the influence. And when I learned more about John Woo's Hong Kong movies, I was like, this is, this guy created a genre. It's amazing. Wow, yeah. hard-boiled moving on in the wow. last movie of the first <laughs> wow. round. There was no wrong picks there. I was there, not so. expecting that. So wow, 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 wow. Well, fellas, we are on to the next round here. Wait. This will be. We we'll sh- go ahead. I think maybe should we take, take a, a break here? Let's take a quick break here. Take a break. We'll grab a water and grab get back Grab a water, to it. reset. We will play some promos, finish out the tournament, and there's more listener right after this. After these messages. Attention podcast listeners and YouTube watchers. I'm Logan, the host of Mostly Superheroes, a weekly pursuit for the world's best stories with an emphasis on live action superhero stuff. Every week, join me, PC Mike, The Giggler, Scotty Scoop, and Carrie as we talk MCU, DCU, books, TV, movies, and more. MostlySuperheroes.com is where you want to be. Watch us on YouTube, listen where you get your podcast, and we'll see you Monday, Sunday on Patreon. Enjoy the rest of the show. What's up? This is Brian, and I'm the host of Citizens of Pawnee, a Parks and Recreation podcast. That's right, a podcast dedicated to my favorite TV show, Parks and Rec. Every week, I discuss my favorite things about the show, which include character breakdowns, episode rewatches, and other random facts and tidbits about the show. You can find me on Instagram at Citizens of Pawnee Podcast and listen wherever you get your podcast now. You will literally love it. Listener, if you enjoyed the show, this is a great time to join our Patreon fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And you can give back for all the entertainment and get stuff like access to a bonus exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out early. There's bonus content. You get to join us on our monthly Discord hangouts. This month, September 2023, will be September 21st 2023 is what i meant to say uh there's a link it's all be it's all on our patreon page link in the episode description and you can pick any movie you want for us to watch and review all that fun stuff 
on our Patreon. Sign up today. I want to see everyone there this time. Yes. I want to have a thousand people on the Patreon. Let's blow up September's Discord hangout. It'll be great. <laughs> be lots of fun. Uh, all right, Anthony. There's, there's no easy picks in this tournament. It's only going to get harder from here. Let's get back into it with the next round. Here is your cue. At some point, Imran will post some sort of Patreon or I don't know where he's going to post, but there was some audio before we got started here about uh, some of these guys' love for action movies. And Bilotti had mentioned his love for Hong Kong cinema, which is a nice segue to this next matchup. In this one, we have Jackie Chan's Police Story versus James Cameron's T2 Judgment Day. Oh, jeez. <laughs> one, one movie that uh, changes the sci-fi action genre, the other one that kind of kickstarts Jackie Chan's style in movies and, and what he could really do. Jesus. It's a tough one. This is hard. <laughs> What are you going to pick? I mean, can we just say what John's going to do? We already know where he's going. You know, we'll see. He's we'll just going to have to go through the motions, but it's going to be police story. <laughs> Come on. I, I got to fill out the time somehow. <laughs> I mean, look, police story just has the one, the scene at the end where he slides down the pole, you know, burns his hand, almost dies. No, it's, it's got no, the whole. That doesn't have the scene. <laughs> no, no, that's in Showgirls. Yeah. No. <laughs> Those basic instinct. No. Um, <laughs> You, know, you got the whole intro with the, the shanty town. Oh, the shanty and then town is fantastic. The Tango and Cash ripoff where the guys yep. fly out of the bus and then oh right, they miss hanging the off the bus and then hanging off the bus. The umbrella. But then you got answering that. the phone. You c- come on, Imran, don't distill <laughs> police story down to one scene. Just, Jesus just Christ! Just him sliding down a pole. Yeah, that's not right. Both movies are so influential. Seriously, yeah, they're they're both like they both of them. They're they're just monumental like like towering monuments to action movies and to, to pick one that's better i feel like even if i pick one over the other it just doesn't mean anything because they're both good you know like they're mm-hmm. both as equally important but if i have to pick one to watch over the other uh if police story didn't have that fucking middle i would i've certainly picked it so i'm gonna go with t2 oh wow well, yeah. uh, wow, going off the rails. You don't like the comedy where he gets pie in the face no, and he's doing no, the phone? I'm, I'm, not, the I'm not into it. No. It oh. no, it's not my thing. He, and oh, he pulls an upset. Holy oh, shit. Here we go. Rugs? Jackie did it to himself. <laughs> what, what do you got? You got <laughs> Listen, uh, I love Jackie Chan. I love Police Story. Uh, and I think it does, like, as I said, it's been copied many times. It's uh, practical, real effects. But also... T2 also has some practical shit in it as well, along with the pioneering of CG, mm-hmm. which is the bane of all movies now. But at that time, it was artfully used to create something that we had never seen before. And it is uh, very indicative of our time now, where artificial intelligence is about to fucking start blowing us away. Yeah, that's a good point. to warn us. That's a good point. And he did it try to warn us. It's a warning. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with... James Cameron's fucking linchpin of a fucking movie, T2, and we can end this right here. Shit. T2 Cameron. moving on to the semifinals. Hasta la vista, police story. <laughs> <laughs> police story is 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 a very good film, but I, I do agree with this pick. One of my favorite things, just quick aside on T2, is 
the scene where he's getting ch- they're getting chased by the trucker uh by the big brig and they're yeah. in the like pickup like the sh- fucked up pickup and uh, arnold like jumps onto the hood of the big rig and just like machine guns to like point blank range right. to uh, yeah. to the <laughs> right team one thousand yeah. and then turns the fucking wheel and they're just playing that music it's like dun 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 and it's just like it's just an epic scene where everything's playing out on screen they have an awesome soundtrack and it's just exhilarating and yeah. I, I just wanted to point out I love that fucking scene I don't know what else I have to say. There's my, plenty of great things to say, but that's one of my favorites. One of, of my time. favorite scenes is when the elevator opens and he's got the Gatling gun. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you're just like, oh, here he goes. He's going to yeah. fucking mow down everything. Yep. And, yeah, it's great. It's a great fucking movie. Uh, but is. Police Story is also influential in its own right. So moving on. Imran, oh, we'll start this off with you. The movie, One of the movies that uh, you really enjoyed from... The year 1999, uh-huh. The Matrix. Oh, boy. Versus Ain't Got Time to Bleed, Predator. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Oh. Hmm. Fuck. These are two com- very Say different Say fuck me movies. three more times fuck and then me, make your me, pick. Fuck me. <laughs> Beetlejuice will show up. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Uh, well, Predator was the winner of the 80s. It is a very straightforward action hunt movie. Uh, and what was the other one? <laughs> Matrix. Matrix. Oh, fuck. Of course. The Matrix with its black leather Jeez, jackets. You guys act like you're like 75 years old with Alzheimer's. I can't fucking remember any of this shit anymore. <laughs> getting, I'm telling you, I'm getting old. Oh, The Matrix versus Predator. Hmm. 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 Mitch McConnell. <laughs> I, hold, hold on, I'm, fro- I'm, freeze- I'm frozen for the minute. That's actually pretty good. That's, That's a good pretty one. good. Oh, Give me man. Let me shut yeah. down. This is totally put me Someone in reboot Imran. fear paralysis. It's, instead of saying fuck, just can you like at least analyze the film instead of just saying fuck seven I'm times? I'm trying to. What's I mean, The Matrix again, very influential for the decade moving forward. Predator has a great uh, high five and handshake moment with what's his name. <laughs> so that's what I will Carl compare. Weathers. Carl Weathers, Apollo, ja- yes, jacked arms, giant arms. <laughs> great alien movie. Also, uh, you know what? I again, I'm going to give it to because of the advancements uh, and its influence. Advancements in CGI. Seeing shit we've never seen. I'm giving it to the Matrix. Matrix up 1-0. Let's just go through it. Let's, let's just get, get this over with. Bilotti, <laughs> let, we know what you're picking. Just say it. <laughs> not the Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> That's my choice. Not the Matrix. I, I know not how you feel about the AKA Matrix. Predator. <laughs> yes. Wow. Rugs, yeah. you. This is a tough one, but okay. Imran makes a good point. Uh, Matrix is uh, bringing, as Bilotti has said many times, stuff from great manga and anime into the forefront and like it's taking like some of the best influences of all these different things and combining them into this big milkshake. Predator is also doing that too. They're very, very, they're different movies, but they do similar things because it's taking the sci-fi genre and Putting it into like these uh, this this action thing and it's making like this action sci fi movie, which is kind of like this thing that was happening in the eighties, but also also a hint of serial killer movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit of movie. that as well. Uh, 
some horror jump scares. Yeah, there's horror in there. There's a lot in that movie. The I'm gonna go on this way. The Predator won the '80s tournament. Yeah. The Matrix lost the '90s tournament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two Terminator two, two. So um, you, a number one is is not gonna lose out to a number two. So I'm gonna go with Predator. Oh shit. Predator oh, moving shit. on to the semifinal. Oh shit. I, think that's I love the pick. Matrix. I fucking love the Matrix, but you know it's Arnold. I think that's the right pick. I think that's the yeah. right pick. Pre- on that horror element, pre- Predator is like it's it's like as if Michael Myers was in the jungle, and instead of hunting down girls in Haddonfield, he's hunting hunting down the bit most eighties cheese moment yeah. in, in the jungle. I, I love I love that the twist. I, mean, I love that. both. I love both films. I think Matrix is a very important film. One hundred percent. Whenever you're talking about action movies, whenever you're talking about sci-fi, and so is the Predator. Uh, absolutely. So it's it's kind of like it really is a toss-up. So you have to go with uh, you have to make some kind of a, a decision. Stick there around. Well, Rugs, we'll start this off with you. We've got the raid versus okay. aliens. Oh wow! Oh fuck you! Oh, oh, hell. <laughs> Confined spaces movie. Yeah, these are all yeah. like uh, claustrophobic yep. movies. Um, the raid has no boobs. No, none. And Aliens also doesn't really Aliens have that much. Doesn't, doesn't, have, doesn't have boobs, boobs either. No, no. Well, it does have women in it. As 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 uh, as like the marine chick, and it's got it's got Ripley. It's got a a person who isn't. Latino pretending to be a, a Latino. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> which I old appreciate. School. That's school. Old, school. old school. That is old school. Old school. Hollywood acting. Back when right you could there. do that. Old acting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ramirez, right? Is that Ramirez or Rodriguez? Yeah. yeah. Ramirez. No, Ramirez. it's. I don't even know. I forget. Like um, Vasquez. Vasquez. There's an S at the end. Uh, but like um, yeah, it was that was kind of fun. Um. Shit, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, man, aliens and the raid. The raid. Fuck me. I'm gonna say the raid. Ooh, Ooh the raid Ooh. up one wow. zero. Because Body. I'm first. Because I'm first. You Body picked the raid. Wow. Yeah. Rover aliens. Aliens has not begun a lot of love in our tournaments. <laughs> Well, it's 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 over here, so it's been it's it's gone it's 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 Made it this far, right? Yeah, yeah it's no, it did. It did. It's made it from the '80s to this. It's one. It's for it's it's gone love. Aliens are the raid. I mean, aliens are the raid. It's not really that hard for me. Pick, yeah, what are you picking? I'm picking um, <laughs> Goodfellas. No, I'm picking. Um, I'll pick the raid. Oh, the raid. Shit. That shouldn't be surprising. Come on. No, that's not surprising. It's not surprising. I think that's the right pick. I, think, I love Aliens. Yeah, but I think that's the right pick. I mean, a lot of these movies are like sci-fi and action. Uh, you know, well, but that look, raid is straight up. A- this is action. action. I, as I said, Aliens can stand toe to toe with any sci-fi movie. Yes, but when you're talking about like just uh, top-notch martial arts films, yeah, yeah. like this is the one. It's, right, this so, is the one. This is the one to end all the ones. So, yeah. Well, just so you know, it's played out the way it should play out thus far because the oh. three of the four semifinalists were the ones that won the tournaments in their respective okay. decades. Okay, wow. good. That's, That's yeah. cool. So, That's how it should be. And they, play, and they had all new matchups. So. Yeah, and they still made it. Wow. Still made That's it. That's cool. 
<laughs> last matchup of the uh, quarterfinals here. Imran, we're starting with you. Oh, boy. RoboCop. Okay. Versus Hard Boiled. Oh. Oh. RoboCop. Verhoeven versus John Woo. Ah, I feel like John Woo does need some representation in this. He's he's given a lot to this genre. He's given blood, sweat, and tears. Paul Verhoeven is a demented fuck, also. And uh, yeah, two two completely different directors, even though they're playing in the same genre. Ah, uh, man, I think, and uh, yeah, I was trying to, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, what? Fuck. <laughs> uh, again, I love RoboCop. Okay. I love RoboCop. But uh, uh, the badass, badassery of double guns jumping in the air shooting, the birth of that with this movie, kind of the influence of that. RoboCop was influential also, I guess, in a lot of ways. Let's keep Hong Kong alive. I'm giving it to Hard Boiled. Hard-boiled, up 1-0. Bloody, who you got? Hard-boiled. Oh, Hard-boiled. Shit, that's very quick. Moving oh, on. Oh, I would have said RoboCop. That's what oh, have been my pick. It's not a bad pick. I probably would have picked RoboCop, but I like Hard-boiled, too. So just for what it's worth, Hard-boiled was the number one ranked oh, movie sh- out of the four oh. foreign films we had. Wow. When, I, when you look at Letterboxd, yeah. Hard-boiled was the number one seed amongst oh, those shit. four. Nice. So that means we have four number one seeds in the finals. Oh no! Oh Jesus! In the quarter, in the semifinals. Sweet and Christmas! It's worked out the way it has in a way that is perfect because on one side of the bracket are two American sci-fi action films, and yeah. on the other side are two foreign grounded action. Oh films. God! So, Pilati, we're going to start this off with you. Oof! You are a guest. T2 Judgment Day, the king of the 90s versus Predator, the king of the 80s. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I had a feeling it was going to come down. Arnold versus Arnold. Arnold versus Arnold. Wow. Oh. You could say T2 is more iconic for sure. I think that it inspired. I, th- I think that's a safe, safe, safe. That is a very reasonable yes, statement. Yes, it's very but reasonable. That doesn't mean it's better, but go ahead. No, exactly. I, I, think, it's, I think it's the more influential movie. And it does have those great action scenes, like one, you know, the one you pointed out before with the machine gunning to the face, and and uh, <sighs> but Predator is a better action movie. And Predator, what's great about Predator is that it starts off as this, this paramilitary group that basically gets whittled down to one last guy, and he's basically has to go mano a mano with this yeah. alien, right? He's yeah. just using, he's just all he has is his wits and his know how and the jungle. He fights him with the jungle. Think about it. Mm -hmm. T2 is more technologically advanced, obviously. It's fucking robots. So I'm going to go with Predator. Predator up 1-0. We got to go to Ruggs because he's got to speak on the old Arnold's face off here. He Uh, loves Arnold. Arnold versus Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) You need to do that. Grab my Um, hand. You got uh, one of my favorite Arnold quotes is, come on, do it. <laughs> Kill me, I'm here. <laughs> Isn't you Get to the that. Chopper from Predator also? Yeah, Get yeah. to the Chopper. Yeah, from, chopper. Yeah. You got that one in there. Uh, 
and uh, if it bleeds, we can cry. kill it. Yeah. You know, we like that one. I don't got time to bleed. I can never do. <laughs> I don't got time to bleed. It's a, but uh, it's yeah, you got. It's great. It's a great film. You got him screaming while holding the fire in his hand. I love that. <laughs> it's a fucking great movie. Come on. Predator is great. Um, T2 is just, it's not a fair fight. It's not. Like Terminator 1 versus Predator, then you got a fair fight. But you got, and because they're both the first movies, like they didn't know what they were investing in, yeah. you know, like, it was smaller scale. I mean, T2 literally is like James Cameron is a juggernaut at this point. Mm-hmm. You could do whatever. You could tell people to go fuck themselves. You could fucking do whatever he wants. He could be a whole bastard on set. He could fucking do whatever. And I think that's what makes it a better movie. So I'm going to go with T2. T2 ties oh, it up. 1-1. One, oh, one. This is no. exactly where it needed to be. There's, there's, It's got to end fuck. In, a, in a tiebreaker. And Imran... We're gonna have you swear and moan out loud for a couple minutes before you make your pick. Yeah, it is, it, but it is interesting that Arnold gets to show more expression in Predator, right? As opposed to playing this cold, he gets to be scared. Yeah, he's screaming and gets to be scared. His eyes are bugging out, and then you know, playing the the T eight hundred is kind of like he learns. He learns emotion. He learns emotion. He gets a little reprogramming there. Uh, it, it, the the world building of T2, though, the way he took the first movie and enhanced that whole world. And, it, you know, the first one was like looks really low budget compared to this one. Uh, Predator is a- remember the opening yeah. with the robots and the shit. And oh, the yeah. Fucking, when it's in the future, and, and he's crushing yeah. skulls and they're fucking these still terrifying. These giant Terminators are walking around with giant guns and like even. The uh, her dream of the, the world explosion, explosion and, and then turning, the, it turning into like oh, ash, oh, beautiful, like it a turns fucking into skull pull or turning into bones. What about Sarah Connor doing pull ups? Oh, she's badass <laughs> when she's stuck in that uh, asylum there. What about the dude licking her face? Yeah, <laughs> that happens too. That's right. <laughs> and then Vasquez or whatever her name is is in this movie as 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 his mom as, as the, the fo- mo- foster mom. Oh, yeah. that's right. Right. Who gets a she gets a spike through the face. Yeah, uh, and then just the terrifying nature of Robert Patrick running after them, the fucking the when he's driving the truck over the bridge and they're on the motorcycle. It's a fantastic stunt. Oh my god, my heart, my heart belongs with Terminator Two, people. All right, Terminator Two it has moved on to the finals. For me. Holy shit! We were speaking about perfect endings and uh, with RoboCop. I also have to add that Terminator Two. Him with the thumbs up going into the it closed the loop. Oh, perfect. If they they, they should have never made no, movies after they that. Didn't I mean that that's, if you if you don't feel something in your gut as he as he gives the thumbs up going into the fucking lava with the kid crying, you, you got nothing. There's nothing he in you. Taught a machine how to <laughs> how to care. Yeah. Taught a machine how to love. Yeah, and it closes love. the loop and it's over. It's over. They ended Judgment Day. Anyways, Lottie, we're gonna start with you again. Because okay. this is an all foreign matchup, and and I don't know what you do in all foreign matchups. You might, I don't know. Uh, uh, hopefully, you're all right in this one because <laughs> now it's going to be actually a decision. Yeah, this is a, this is going to be a decision for you. it's the raid versus hard boiled. Oh, oh shit. Jesus! <laughs> shit, shit. Wait, what happened to the killer? Who who eliminated that one again? Uh, not you. The other two guys. Yeah, yeah. of course, exactly. And Probably only, me. Only one vote, maybe. Yeah, I know. The raid or hard boiled. 
Jesus uh. Christ. Honestly, it depends if you like shooting or gun kicking. Gun-fu or yeah. kicking. Yeah, or, or, or gun-fu or foo. Yeah. yeah if you like cockroaches no- or omelets. <laughs> yeah. Because the raid has some great gun stuff, but it, after, you know, the guns go away, it's just all hand-to-hand the stuff. The hand-to-hand right? combat, the eco waste phenomenal. I'm, God, tough one. You know it's better when I make it sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> well, both hey. movies have great long takes of action, right? They do. They do. And again, you don't get the raid without Hard Boil and Police Story and the list goes on and on and on. You could say that. You could also make the argument, though, the raid took something and just like elevated it. Right. It took with, like, with um, no money, too. I mean, yeah. probably made with less money than Hard Boiled. I doubt that. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. No one in Chinese. No, yen will translate to more money than whatever they did down there. It's the yuan. Hard boiled was uh, $4.5 million in US. Okay. The raid. I feel like the raid was $1 million. It must be like $10 million. The raid was $1.1 million. Oh, shit. Wow. 20 years later. Yeah. Uh, inflation, though. Yeah. Inflation, which would mean hard boiled <laughs> was like more money to <laughs> made with more. Yes, the raid is the cheaper movie. Shit. What do you got, though? Do you like gunfu? Do you like penchit salad or whatever the hell he's doing? You know what you're asking me to do here? He's John Salati. (laughs) (laughs) Penjock Bilotti. Both movies got people doing dangerous shit, right? Very dangerous. Which shit. one uh, had a little more danger, though? I feel like I don't know. Hard boiled by far, but you think so? Oh no, I know so. If, <laughs> if one of those squibs went off wrong, there goes your genitals. That's true. Like, that's yeah, it. More explosions. Yeah, you can blow your nuts off. Your your nipples With the off. Choreography, the fight choreography, the raid. Anybody gets something wrong, they're getting caught. They're getting hurt. They're you know that that much fighting. If I'm going off my first reactions, yeah. What's your first? What is your gut? Like when when I first saw both, like that's what I'm trying to think. Like when I first saw both of those movies, I remember because I saw Hard Boiled after I saw The Killer, which blew me away, and A Better Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So by the time Hard Boiled came along, I'm like, okay, like the action is good, but not as stylized. Mm -hmm. Which is why I love the stylized action stuff because it's so unique. But the raid. Again, it was like watching a kung fu movie for the first time, like watching Five Fingers of Death, because I was like, yo, oh, oh, Jesus, oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the raid. The oh. raid up yeah. 1 0. Really? Imran. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wasn't easy. Not an easy Not pick. Not easy. I could throw this in a tizzy. Uh, no, yeah, I'm thinking about the squib work. On hard boil, the explosions, bikes exploding in midair, all of that shit. You're watching it, and you're like, this they actually did this. There's no CGI. This is actual shit exploding. Uh but uh say the same exact thing about the raid. That's the thing. It's like these are the <laughs> actual guys fighting. And the the intensity of the fighting in the raid, like I I thought they were getting hurt. Like you think that they're actually fighting and these dudes are getting hurt. Uh it, they're not pulling back. Uh, you got a mad dog in that one, right? Doesn't every movie have a mad dog that comes on? This one also has a mad yeah, dog. You, yeah, you need one. You need one. Everybody's got that. That's Ruria, the stunt guy. Oh, that mad dog fight scene. The two on one. Oh, let's not forget that with the the uh, the fluorescent pipe, fluorescent tube to the neck. The guy's still not dead. Still going. <laughs> Jesus, still going. can't kill fucking mad dog. Hand to hand versus the shooting. 
I enjoy me some ballet of gun fu. I really do. It was something that like we used to do in art school, in college, make our own. There's just something about jumping with two guns and sliding with two guns that always I will connect to. I love the raid. I'm going to give it to Hardboiled. Keep it John moving there. Hardboiled. Rug boy, who you got? Well, when we get to the end of this tournament, what will they say about us in the future? <laughs> At the end of the day, folks, it's all about legacy. And without John Wu, without all of his crazy fucking antics, yeah. we would never have gotten Jean-Claude Van Damme on fire, flipping, kicking people and shooting them. And because this movie is what led ultimately to that, the legacy of John Woo, where he made face off Nicolas Cage with gold guns and John Travolta shooting each other through a mirror, like all these things that were are like the legacy of John Woo was kicked into gear like as it's as it's crescendo throwing babies around in flash <laughs> that would never have happened <laughs> if it wasn't for that's, John that's Woo. Right. Yeah. Who's throwing babies around in movies? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. Who's got the balls to do that? Nobody. So uh, even though I could say honestly that the legacy of the raid is more like um, like the John Wick films, I would say would be like carrying the torch mm-hmm. as far as big budget films and cultural impact films, like maybe even Ung Bak and all that other stuff. Um, they were kind of all doing things even before the raid. That were kind of impressive, so um, I'm gonna go with the John Woo. Whoa, you gotta get it up for Woo. Hard Woo World Order. Let's go. Beating the 21st Century Action Tournament winner, The Raid, two to one. Oh shit! I would have picked The Raid just for what it's. Oh, you would. I don't have a vote, man. I don't have a vote. We are down to the finals here, folks, and we have. T2, Judgment Day, the winner of the 90s versus Hard Boiled, oh, man. a movie that never got a chance to face off against T2, Judgment Day, in our 90s tournament because we excluded foreign movies. But now it gets its day. It's an all 90s matchup here, folks. Oh, wow. We got an American film made by Cameron versus a Hong Kong action film made by John Wu. Who you got? We're going to start this off again, lastly, with. Mr. John Bellotti Jr., <sighs> B2 Judgment Day versus Hardboiled. I hoping you forget about me for this one. Maybe you're apart, too, both of them. 91, 92 for Hardboiled. Very I'm not 90s. mad that Hardboiled Very made it, but mm-hmm. if the killer was going up against the radar. If the I killer was here, we know what you'd pick. So that's yeah, I would, have, I would have picked it. I'm talking about the, the last one. So yep. but now I'm in a weird spot because I love both of these movies. So, shit. Pure action movie? I mean, hard boil is nonstop. It's fucking insane. Um, but so is the raid in its own unique way. But oh, it's hard boiled or or T two. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah. Let's yeah. see the. <laughs> Oops, that was the last one. Um, yeah, the, uh, I don't. Mm. God, that's a tough one. It's a '90s matchup that never happened in our tournament, but it's happening now. I know, Man. they came out the same year, yeah, I think. Very too. close. Well, very close, yeah. Yeah, year apart. Yeah. Man, and there's no, there was no cross-inspiration to those movies at all. 
whatsoever. No. Like they weren't watching. He's a, I'm who, sure they who saw was, him. who was watching his own shit and going, "What else can I do?" Pretty yeah. much, like what, and Cameron how, was watching his own shit yeah. and going, "How? What else can I do?" Both much, guys yeah. who are influential in their own right. I mean, the, if you're gonna put like name the top five action directors of all time, they're both in the yeah, conversation. Yeah, 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 of course. This is this is apropos. Oh, so God. you know we didn't fuck up that bad. No, hard boiled or T two. Damn. I often tout Hard Boiled as the greatest action movie of all time to people. I I do say that even though I like I like his other Killer movies more. more. But Well the killer's are more of a well rounded film than yeah, Hard Boiled. Yeah. No, it is. It, the, yeah. the Hard Boiled's a little janky, but fun fact, the Hard Boiled apparently was the heat of Hong Kong. I don't know if you guys knew oh, that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently Tony Loon was like the Pacino and oh. Chow and Fat was the De Niro, and getting them in a movie together That's was huge. like, oh, yeah, it was no like kidding. a huge. I had no idea. I was like, oh wow, Tony Leung, he's he's cool. No idea. So, it's the only thing with Hard Boiled is like Chow Yun Fat's character. Does he really? He's the same guy at the end of the movie as he is at the beginning. Oh, there's he's no just growth there. Yeah, there's no character development. I guess it's yeah, better no than action movie. I'm just saying. Right. His name's Tequila. Like, he's compared, not going to go. Yeah, his name's Tequila. Compared to the killer, we're talking fat actually. Like, he doesn't wipe a tear away from Tony Lung's face and says, you know, I know why you cry, <laughs> but it's something I can never do. <laughs> I am going to go with hard boiled. Oh, really? Hard boiled up 1 0. It deserves it. Imran. Oh, no. No, no, no. Well. So, Terminator 2 was a movie, before I got to art school, that I, I bought the novel. I started buying the comic books. Like, I, after watching that first movie, I was all about this movie. Hard-boiled, and I discover in college, but also bl- blew me away at the time, and then got me into the John Woo of everything. Both of these guys, man, they're masters at their crafts, and... and Changed the way movies were made in a way. I got to stick. Fuck me. I got to stick with my boy, Arnold. I'm giving it to T2. T2 ties it 1-1, and we are down to the last pick. Rugboy, who has seen both of these films probably around the time they came out. So this is a fair. Well, I can tell you this. Um, Yes, these two directors were doing their own shit. They were completely in two different sides of this argument. You got big blockbuster action, uh, themes, like firing on all cylinders, trying to make this, like, end this loop of a movie that kind of, like, was open, left open. And, and uh, in the first basically, one. it's a perfect film. Mm-hmm. Hardboiled isn't. It's a great action movie, but it's not a perfect film. Um, the world went on without even knowing Hardboiled exists in the Western world. Yeah, and we all like you know it, it, there wasn't this big resurgence to be like oh we learned about it in retrospect. A lot of people yeah. like I was there when it was contemporary. So at the same time that I saw Hardboiled and I saw like Terminator in the same year or two. Like T two had a bigger impact as far as what a movie could be. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with T two. Oh shit. Arnold Schwarzenegger's wow. Terminator two is the king 
of the last 43 years and Holy 45 shit. years and six months. Oh, 42 shit. years and six months of action movies. Wow. T2 has reigned supreme as the winner of the last action tourney. And I'll just throw in my two cents. That would probably have been my pick as well. Right. I think it ended up where it uh, it should have. That's that is a crazy journey. But Cameron, dude. James Cameron gets the the nod over everyone. He is He's got the beef. Him and Schwarzenegger <laughs> are standing tall over all the fallen directors and actors and actresses. They're on top of the heap as the winners of the Jock and Nerd last action turn. Hell yeah, that was stressful. I'm glad it's Did over. Did we change the world now? Is the world changed? The world is now a better place we have figured out, listener. <laughs> I think we I think we've averted judgment day if we'd given yes. it to anything else. We, yeah, the robots definitely were taking over. I was really, I was afraid of the robots. That's the AI. I mean, it's still apropos. Yeah, like, I know. We're, we're we're talking about this shit still to this day. It's like which movie kind of holds up better if you watch it now, right? It almost uh, they're both great. I mean, there's no denying, and that T two's impact has just been was was so great. Hard Boiled also had impact, but to Bly point up the end, this is Hard Boiled was one of many John Woo films that had come out by that point. Well, right. I, I'll tell you what's great about it. I love that we added those Hong Kong movies because it did give me a deeper appreciation to what was going on over there in the 80s and 90s. Like, Well, look, they have a love for action yeah. in a different way. Yeah. Yep. They have a love for film in a different way. And you're not getting a well-rounded experience if you're just looking at big Hollywood blockbusters. You're just not. like Because um, uh, even though notwithstanding James Cameron, like James Cameron had like huge balls and he was an asshole and he, he could get things done the way he wanted it. But most studio films with that much money, the director is doing a lot of bending over They're They're not getting their vision across. I mean, in these smaller Hong Kong films, they had a lot more freedom. They could be more artistic. They could take a lot more chances. And so, you're not really getting a full picture of what action is without kind of dipping yourself into both pools. Oh yeah. So I think that this tournament really highlighted that. And I think that's, what's good about it. Maybe we could turn a lot of people on to some of these. As movies. an aside, I wa- the last movie I watched was super cop before, right before this tournament. Yeah. And the whole policeman infiltrating the, the uh, crime organization has been done so to death since that movie. That's true. Oh yeah. But like I was like, oh, Police Story Three is the Raid Two. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's like it's the Raid Two. It's literally like, okay, what do we do? Let's have them infiltrate. Ha- yeah, but more ham-fisted, right? I guess but you more ham-fisted, right? More, yeah. more zany. But, but those but stunts at the end, though, where he's hanging off the helicopter and they're on the moving train, that shit is wild. And like <laughs> Tom Cruise just doing Jackie Chan stunts. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'll never, the I'll never time. pick Cruise over Jackie Chan. Like any day of the week, just for that yeah. alone. Well, it was fun adding in the the Hong Kong films. We got to see we got to see Jackie Chan style, and we got to see Wu style. And it was I mean, they're all so important. You can't call yourself a student of the genre without being versed in those things. I think that once you ascend to like putting all those into your mental collection and your your knowledge, I think that you can really appreciate movies on a different level as far as action films and where the the influences and where they came from and uh all of the we a lot of credits due to the hong kong yeah. um the hong kong films like i mean bar none i was waiting for like a jackie chan to go up against the john woo because you have both of these guys kind of making movies at the same time 
and they're clearly doing different things, right? Uh, and, and that was just very interesting to me, uh, where Jackie Chan's given comedy and athleticism, and John Woo is like this serious, no jokes, fucking violent as shit. So mm-hmm. director wise, we have we have um, Miller, yeah. You're talking we about got now? Veer, Veer Hoven, no, in this tourney. In the, yeah. In this tourney, yeah, it was Cameron, Cameron. Wu. Yep. And then a couple of other Jackie Chan. McTiernan. Yeah. Jackie Chan. Yep. Uh, McQuarrie. And then Gareth Evans. Who's got the most? I think Wu's got the most. Wu had the most. Gareth Gareth Evans and uh, Verhoeven. You're right. Chris McQuarrie. Yeah, Wu had the most in this, didn't he? Wow. Yeah, well, once he he hit on the action, like the heroic bloodshed movie, that was it. That's all he did. So shout out to Stanley Tong, Police Story 3. (laughs) (laughs) that guy's all right all right wow that was fun thank you anthony yeah last one we'll never do this again it's over no more it's over you'll be all retired by the next one will never be a greater action we'll do a a different genre next time yes i mean you got this comedy yeah there's gonna be more john wicks though there's gonna be more mission impossibles i don't know maybe something tops it maybe somebody changes it i mean since we did the last the the tw- tw- cutoff. I mean, yeah. there's been good action movies that have come out. Extraction yeah. yeah. Two, Mission oh, yeah. Impossible, uh, yeah. Dead Reckoning, yeah. Yeah. Sisu. So, oh yeah, just keeps going. Yeah. The genre is alive, and both Cameron and Wu still making movies. So that's also uh, great. Okay, Bilotti, Before we let you go, I got to find out what you've been up to because the writers now have been on strike for 132 days. The actors on strike 59 days. This shit does not seem to be ending anytime soon. Uh, how have you been uh, spending the time there? What do you got? Well, I've been, uh, you know, arting, you know, doing some uh, doodling. Arting? For He's been farting. farting. Oh, yeah. Today, oh, my God. I was so fucking gassy yesterday. I don't know what I ate. <laughs> Less fartsy, more artsy. It might have been that steel-cut oatmeal in the morning. I don't know. I was just, like, ripping them, though. Horrible. Um, I've been in some artwork, and, uh, you know, I think it was around... July, right? So writers went on strike in May. July, I had this thought in my head of doing more conventions for the year. So I got into New York Comic Con. Uh, I got Anime NYC, and then I got this anime show in uh, Jersey. And the fun thing about Comic Con is I'm, uh, they're bringing over the Ultraman characters from Whoa. Japan. Oh, And they're bringing over the guys, like the kaiju suits and the Ultraman suits. And they're going to have like this cool stage battle. At Comic-Con. First time in US soil they're doing it. Wow. But they're bringing some of the Ultraman actors to my booth throughout the show to do like photo ops with people. So I'm going to be like an Ultraman destination, like an official Ultraman destination. Yeah, licensed. For, yeah, so I'm, it's kind of fucking crazy because last year I was hanging out with those guys, just like taking photos, and now they'll be at my booth. So I'll be there selling my Ultraman shirts. But uh, for a few years now, I've been – trying to do my own convention. I know my own kaiju show because... A Bilotti Con. Bilotti Con 2023. Well, not so much a Bilotti Con, but, you know, there was that show I was going going to in Chicago where I would hang out with you guys and we'd have a fucking blast. And, you know, after COVID, that show uh, changed its rules to be a little bit more draconian. So all the artists basically had no outlet to go and sell their Godzilla stuff at, at a Godzilla show. Granted, I do other shows and I do much better at other shows, but you know, you guys were there. You saw the kind of community and the friendships mm-hmm. that were made at that show. This nice. was fun those years. Right. 
So I don't, I can't remember how I got the idea in my head, but I remember wanting to do a show, but being sort of like apprehensive about it. And I remember thinking about it last year and talking to my friend who puts on shows and fast forward to this year. And there's a place called industry city in Brooklyn. And it's like a mixed use uh, facility. It used to be like manufacturing, but now it's all uh, like brewery. It's like a, um, like restaurants and bars. And there's like a big place called Japan village in there, which is like a food hall. But they created an upstairs, which is like this big space that has like an anime store and like a like a tea house up there. And I've been like contacting them about just, you know, I got these Ultraman shirts and I needed a place to sell these damn things. So I wrote to them many times saying, I, hey, man, can I just set up a table on a Saturday when you guys are busy just so I could see if I can sell shirts? Yeah. And, you know, like just, you know, like a proof of concept, right? Yeah. Um, they never got back to me, <laughs> but my friend, Rob, a good friend of mine, Rob trauma, who I'd met years ago, he works in that same, um, building and he makes bass guitars. Like he made bass guitars for Anthony Mackie Whoa. and the group Mudvayne. So he said my, a friend of mine who I used to do theater with just got a theater inside industry city. And so he got up this past May and basically he wants to do different things besides theater. Like he did a Rocky horror picture show and like 400 people showed up. He did like some licensed Ghostbusters screening and I guess Sony had participation. So I said, okay, cool. Let me talk to this guy. I went in over the summer and I, this was like July, I think, or early July. And I pitched him the idea. I said, I want to do this Kaiju show. And it's basically going to be a convention with, you know, artists and vendors and maybe a screening. And he got really excited about it. And he likes kaiju stuff. And his partner loves his partner had a Gigan shirt on the day of it, of our meeting. And uh, we said, uh, you know, let's do this kaiju show. So literally in the middle of July, we sort of hit the ground running and we decided to call it Kaiju Brooklyn. Ooh. And I invite it's a very curated show. Uh, I didn't want like a bunch of Funko Pop people in there. And, and trust me, those people reached out to me for tables. And it's like, do you not understand what I'm doing here? Um, but I got, I locked in about 20 vendors. I locked in a screening of Shin Ultraman. Oh, wow. Uh, I locked in um, people from, uh, well, a mutual friend of all of ours. Uh, he's coming from ultraman connection which is the official western uh website of ultraman he got approval from super Eye productions to come cover our show and uh do a special panel and possibly bring in special guests which uh you know that's still kind of up in the air so that's really exciting stuff and um you know whatever sounds gets like, i'm sorry sounds like there's a lot going on you got art you got merch you got yeah, toys toy vendors artists uh screening cosplay so i got like I know three cosplayers that are coming already dresses like uh, Japanese, you know, characters. No massage tables. Right? No massage tables. <laughs> yeah, no, a couple of them, no? Maybe a massage booth in the back. All right. Well, I'll, okay. But no tables. But um, <laughs> I'll still go. Yeah. But it's basically <laughs> been me planning, putting on this convention in a matter of like a month and a half. That's and amazing. I will, I will never do a convention with this short of notice <laughs> again. But when is Kaiju Brooklyn? Kaiju Brooklyn is going to be a one-day event, October seventh, from ten a.m. to seven uh, ten a.m. to six p.m. with the screening of Shun Ultraman at seven p.m. outside under the stars in the courtyard. 
Oh, it's and outdoor. Ooh. Whatever gets filmed of the screening will be featured on the official Ultraman YouTube uh, channel. Oh, oh, wow. After the fact, of course. Uh, so, yeah, we're really excited, and the Ultraman people are very excited about this because they sort of see us as uh, maybe spawning some sort of like Ultraman show in the States as his character gets more and more popular here. So, you know, I'm hoping to get involvement from the Godzilla people, maybe from Power Ranger people. We'll see. Uh, it's really exciting. It's really fun. It's been kind of easy for me because I'm sort of used to like organizing stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. And I kind of know I've been doing shows since I was a kid, basically, and hardcore since 2015. So I kind of have been educating my partner on like how to put on a show and what they expect. And he's been educating me on how to put on events. So it's been a really great partnership. And we're already talking about <laughs> next year. Yeah, I was going to say you're going to do this annually if it goes well. Yeah. So we were talking about doing it maybe twice a year, but I think that's, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, oversaturate it because there's shows that happen every month and it's just, you don't make any money. And it's not fun. It's not right, special. Right. So we're talking about maybe doing, you know, we'll see how ticket sales go, but we already sold enough tickets that we are going to have a line out the door oh, for a shit. while. Tickets if, everyone, are on sale. if everyone shows up at the same time, we're going to have a line out the fucking door, which is oh, wow. crazy. That's great. That's, no, it's amazing. That's yeah, very we, exciting. That's amazing. I can't believe you're putting together like a whole con. How? What would you say may, would set this apart? What's going to make it special? Basically, our focus is on kaiju, which is a very uh, underserviced area of the fandom, right? Mm. You have 9,000 comic shows a month. You have anime shows up the ass. But you only have one big major kaiju show. Actually, two. You have G-Fest in Chicago. Then you have Japan World Heroes, which I just did in Burbank, which is a huge amount of fun. Um, then you just had Kaiju Go, which was another pop-up, a one-day pop-up that just happened a few weeks ago in Texas, and I heard that was a big hit. And then there's D- Destroy All Monsters, well, DamCon, they're calling it, coming in October, uh, I'm sorry, in November, also in Texas. So it's kind of crazy that there's three pop-up Kaiju shows happening all around the same time. Yeah. Not the same time, but in the same part of the year. Yeah. Uh, but I think some of that has to do with the show in Chicago uh, which I won't name because the guy who runs the show really alienated a lot of people, especially yeah. with getting his politics involved and yeah. sort of broadcasting that. And I think people just don't want to travel and support him anymore. Mm. I, that's I'm just hypothesizing. Yeah. And what I noticed is that whenever I did conventions in New York, like New York Comic Con or Anime NYC, I would be fucking outselling pro comic guys around me with my Godzilla art. And that's when I realized like, you know, and Lenny, our, our good friend Lenny would come in from uh, California to do Anime NYC and New York Comic Con because it's big money shows. Our buddy Dope Hope, he also does these shows and does really well. So clearly there's a market here. Like it's the one of the biggest markets. So my idea was to just put all these people in a room together and yeah. see if it could work. I love it. So we have a meeting tomorrow with Anime NYC to talk about possible sponsorship. We got participation from the Tribeca Film Festival. They're going to promote us. Wow. Uh, Japan Society. Yeah, just, just you know, I have so many connections. I know so many people. And, you know, apparently I'm the guy to bring them all together because that's what I've always done. Just bring people together. Like, good people. I don't bring assholes together. I bring good fucking quality people together because I don't want to be around any bullshit. I just want good people. I want people that are more talented than me. People that sell shit that I don't sell. Like, I want that around me, you know? Yeah. 
So we got Dope Pope is coming to the show, oh, nice. Vampire Robots, Seismic Toys, Jeff Zorno of IDW Comics is coming. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he's good, man. Uh, we got Muteki Toys. We got Ultra Zilla's coming. He's a popular uh, YouTuber. So Steve Chang. So just off the top of my head. So I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. We're already talking about next year. We have a bigger space in mind, which is right upstairs. It's beautiful. Four to ceiling windows. Um, you know, traditional convention spot, but I have to find more vendors and, you know, we'll see how ticket sales are going. So, uh, sorry to be so long winded, but no, that's great. You know, I wanted you to promote this. So if you're in listener, you're in Brooklyn, in yeah. October. You're in New York City. You're in New York City. City. In, in just, like, I noticed millions of you yeah. out there. You should show just a up few. there. Tickets are, where can they find tickets and more information? So they can get tickets. Uh, the easiest thing to do is to go to our Instagram page, which is at uh, Kaiju Brooklyn, K-A-I-J-U-B-R-O-O-K-L-Y-N. Link is in the bio. You could also go to um, his website, which is BK1.org, which is where tickets are being sold. And you could do... A uh, ticket for the show, which is only twenty bucks. Oh, okay, twenty yeah. bucks for a show, Very which affordable. is ridiculously cheap. Yeah, um, twenty five for the show and the screening, or just ten bucks for the screening itself. So you got some options. You got three options, and kids under ten are admitted free. You just got to RSVP for that. So we're really excited, man. We're, we're you know, it's if you like kaiju, if you like Godzilla, if you like Power Rangers, if you like Ultraman, if you like Kamen Rider. If you like fucking Sailor Moon, I don't care. Just come, <laughs> you know? If you like robots, Voltron, it's all going to be there. And uh, yeah, man, I'm That's really excited. Awesome. That's yeah, so really awesome. excited about it. And and this all happened because I have the time because of the writer strike. And we'll see if this is all sort of meant to happen. See, see? an opportunity arose. Something good came out of the writer I, strike. Well, I definitely created this opportunity once I... Well, I think it makes so much sense. You've done enough shows that you know... Like you, I could see you would know. Like this is how I would do a show. I'm going to get all the best people. But well, let me let me say this because I I have um I was also I was at today I was invited on to two different podcasts at the end of the month to promote the show, and you know people have asked me like you know you know why do I do the Ultraman stuff? Why do I do this? And running a paint crew on like a multi million dollar TV show, yeah. and getting like three two to three sets done a week with the, the amazing crew that I had and making sure things got done in seven days yeah. and coordinating with other departments and making sure things are running smoothly and making sure we have supplies and we're under budget. Like that was great training for me sure. to do something like this. So this is easy. This is fun. And it's like, I tell anybody like you go to work every day, you're working for these multi sometimes billion dollar corporations. Like Sony is a billion dollar corporation. Okay. And I'm working my ass off for them, you know, and it's like, well, why don't I just do the same amount of yeah. work for myself? Yeah. You know, that's all it really is. It's like, I've done it. What's so hard about just doing it for myself? So I hope, hopefully it inspires other people to do the same. So I just wanted to put that out there. You could do your own convention. I hope it, it's super successful and you do it and it grows and you do it every year. That's fu fucking fantastic. I was very excited to see that you were putting this together. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited too. So, uh, so far, so good, man. Ticket sales have been pretty good, and we have a number we want to hit, and we're only about 67 tickets away from that. And after that, it'll, you know, like I said, it's going to get really cramped in there with the tickets we sold already. So, right on. I'll have those links in the episode description for the listener. If they want to buy tickets, go out there, support Bilotti. Uh Well, so look, we're talking about Kaiju, talking about Godzilla. Let's end with this. Last week, we had the Godzilla minus one trailer. From Toho. This week, another Godzilla trailer. It is from, for the Apple TV show Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Not only a trailer, it is coming out 
November 17th, very soon, on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, Anthony, you've seen this? Did this do anything for you, Geek Boner, Floppy Jock? The trailer? Yeah, the, the, the Monarch Legacy of Monsters, first trailer. Showing you know it it looked it looked all right. Um, I think they're they're going in the past, but they're also using some footage maybe from that first Godzilla with Gareth. Uh, oh, you see some of that in there, yeah, and like uh, John Goodman, Evans? Gareth Edwards, that one's Edwards. Edwards. Edwards, yes, and then John Goodman from Kong Skull Island, who isn't he like the the creator of Monarch, the founder? Wasn't that him? Sort of, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, like an early Monarch sort of. dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're seeing you know footage there, and it's kind of taking on that little bit more of the serious tone, which I like. Um, I mean, anytime Godzilla is getting treatment uh, in the U.S. media, I'm going to like it. I'm going to be excited for it. So uh, the only thing I'm curious about is how much money they have, because I feel like CGIing a lot of monsters in this is going to cost a lot. So I'm a little curious what that the structure Apple of likes to piss money away. Apple's though. got money. Apple, yeah, Apple, has money. Apple has Apple money. Apple does have money. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, pl- I'm pleasantly surprised. It's a good time to be a, a kaiju fan yeah. here in the U.S. Rugs. This is possibly the highest profile like uh, property that they have, yeah. Because they don't have any like um, like licenses that are huge, that's right? Right. No, that's I mean they, they have like original. Much. They have Foundation, yeah. which is like a big sci-fi thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is another big sci-fi thing. So let's see what happens. The Foundation they they support a lot of money into that. So um, all the Apple shows are the but they look great. The production is top notch. Like they do not. They're trying to get HBO level shit. They don't fuck around. Right. So I was impressed. I was like, holy shit. Look at this. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, how many monsters we're going to see. It's going to be about it, the people and the drama. Yeah. If they could somehow like rectify all the stuff that Adam Wingard like wiped his ass with and like uh, <laughs> Doherty yeah. wiped pull his back, ass with. Like, pull back some of that. Because shit. what happened is like. Doherty got involved and he brought it he brought it down from being a serious thing to like being a little bit more playful, mm-hmm. a little bit like more like jokey, you know, talking about uh, kaiju sex and stuff yeah. in the courtroom. So and now it's gotten to the point where like, yeah, they just have fucking King Kong and cl- climbing up a, a thing that would take him like seven hours and like three seconds <laughs> and Godzilla blowing a hole to the center of the earth and. <laughs> Finding, just finding a big X and uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, like all the nonsense that's ridiculous. So if they could somehow like kind of this series could make everything better, like I guess could maybe like retcon or put into perspective things that they're doing that's happening. Maybe it could elevate the whole entire monsterverse. So hopefully they do that. The Earth is hollow, by the way. It's been confirmed. <laughs> Uh, All right, Bilotti, you, you get excited for this uh, more than the minus one. Uh, what are your thoughts? Two. Oh no, the legendary stuff doesn't even exist in my brain. Oh, honestly, no. okay. I, no, I, I just I don't like it. I think the character of Godzilla is great, but that's the only thing I they sort of got right. I don't know. Uh, I think Rugboy said it the best, but um, it almost feels like this is like the Bumblebee of the Transformer franchise, uh, where they're trying to undo and course correct, but I feel like it's too little, too late because. We probably should have gotten this, this like, bef- I don't know, like in the first movie, maybe? right? The or, setup, yeah. Or the second movie could have been tying in Skull Island and Monarch, and then doing like a Godfather Two sort of, you know, past and present thing. I don't know. So I kind of like what Rugboy said about like Doherty just and Wingard just taking a big dump on what they established, but the tone is all over the place. So you're going to go back to the seriousness of 14 yeah. 
when we live in a world where there's a mecha Godzilla, and from what I have seen of the new movie, it's going to get even more fucking cartoony and ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna, oh. it's gonna. But that's what the Japanese movies did too. Yeah, uh, they well, did, but they didn't. Too. But they didn't like try to go back. You know what I mean? Well, they, it, yeah, like it wasn't a course correct. Like there was like it's you know Godzilla started out serious, then it went crazy. Like, then by the time like the fourth or fifth movie came out, it went batshit crazy. By the time the seventies, it was like there was like they were just doing whatever, They're doing whatever. And, yeah, and then they started out again with the serious nineteen eighty four. And then it started getting a little loopy towards the end with, you know, it, Space it, Godzilla Space and Godzilla. weird shit like that. Right. But it always maintained a level of maturity, if you can say. You know what I mean? There was like, yes, there was Space Godzilla and then it was Destroyer. But they were always, they always sort of played it pretty straight. There was no like levity. There was, especially by well, Destroyer. They, they, they rebooted, like kind of, they, they were doing this rebooting type thing where they, they're like, okay, we're going to start over again. But I think that, um, we all kind of see them like in the same fabric of Godzilla. Right. So I think they could, I, I know it's in the same universe, but I think that they could expand, like they could do like what they do. A lot of times with Godzilla, they go 1954 matters and all the other ones don't matter, which I hate. I can't say and 2014 matters and the other ones don't, matter. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like it's an un, unheard of thing that been happening in Godzilla universe, but like, I just would like to see what a serious handling of what Gareth Edwards, Evans, whatever his name is. <laughs> the, the, that director is so fucked because his name's so close to another director. Nobody can ever you never remember. know. No, and no one ever knows who the fuck they're no, talking Gareth about. Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Um, but his new movie looks pretty cool, by the way. Real quick, it's not on the... I'm going to take this uh, a little side turn. I haven't watched any of it yet. But uh, for those that have quick thoughts on the Gamera uh, anime Netflix. It was good. It was um, middle episodes dragged a little and the big kaiju they were sort of building up kind of under delivered. I was a little surprised by that. You finished it. I finished it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but for what it was and what it had to do, I think it did it really well. And I definitely... Outdid the uh, fucking Godzilla anime for sure. Yeah, I posted that on Twitter. Like Godzilla had like two series, uh, and all they did was bore the shit out of me and do nothing with Godzilla. That was interesting, right? And this is literally the same writer director that did that first Godzilla anime, which everyone hates. And he, yeah. So it's like, oh, so okay, he, this. He can't help but be boring, but at least. <laughs> he did deliver like monster fight every fucking show. Yeah, it's it played out like an Ultraman show where like yeah, every episode is like, it. you know, had like an intro with the kids and the kids aren't annoying. You don't hate them. They actually play them pretty, no. pretty straight. You want to know something by the end of it? I felt bad for the kids. <laughs> I did. Yeah, that 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 one moment that they eventually negated with the after credit scene. Yeah, I, yeah, that definitely uh, it hit a nerve. They, they did a good job. There's there, there's a good tension there that happens and there is. yeah especially with the adults and you know it's it's a little evangelion with with the kaiju and why they're there and there's yeah there's definitely stuff they left out like who like they borrowed a little bit from legendary i think too well it's someone said it best they said it's the show gamera movies but seen through the lens of uh, Shis uh shisuke kaneko of the heisei movies hmm. 
And I said, well, you know what? That's pretty good because the monster battles are not goofy and they pay so many great tributes to the original and the new movies with you want to know and they don't and they do everything piecemeal they don't they don't fucking have gamera do all of his moves in the first fight they like save some shit yeah he always pulls out like a new move it's like how's he gonna get out of this one oh really oh that sounds fun yeah i will say that i did like the finale of ultraman season three more than this finale i felt it was a little anticlimactic well yeah you ultraman season three had like all of the ultraman in it and they all go up against this gigantic kaiju and then they have to fucking work together and that's fun yeah that and plus it also had three seasons to build up to that yeah um so it's kind of an unfair but well, I we live in a great time we have a fucking ultraman show yeah there's so much crazy fucking, shit out there gamma show. Gamma show it's no, I mean, just like, like a great time to I be finished, a fan so i finished watching gamma on friday and then Ultraman Blazar, the Jap- the new Japanese show, comes on at 8.30 on Fridays. So I was like, I finished that, and then I watched it. I'm like, what the fuck world am I living in? Like, I just I didn't have this when I was a kid, where, like, you're literally watching new kaiju stuff. Like, brand new. Like, I'm not buying it at a shady right. store in Chinatown. You know? Velati, one more, one more question while we have you. Yeah. You are the Godzilla fan. What did you think of <laughs> Godzilla? Minus Moon. Minus Moon. Um, the trailer. I... I definitely feel more optimistic about it than Shin Godzilla. I just nice. didn't like the way Shin Godzilla looked. I, he looked fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I didn't like it, and I don't care how. If that movie was amazing, it didn't matter because he looked awful. But this Godzilla fucking looks badass. I'm yeah. very excited with the design and the fact that the director's like, I want to make Godzilla a terror again. Yeah. yeah, very excited about that. I'm, but again, if it's just another one-off, I'm not really gonna like invest that much into it mm-hmm. because it needs it they need to just do the solo movies with the kaiju and then cross them over like they did in the 60s yeah if they don't if they I, don't do that then it's like well what are we doing here have you heard the rumors well, i heard some stuff some stuff okay i know originally they they put together this whole like godzilla brain trust at toho years ago and they said, we want to do Marvel-style movies, which is like, come on, guys, check your history. You did the Marvel stuff before Marvel was Marvel. Yeah. But anyway, that's Toho. Well, they, Ruggs um, is bringing up the um, the rumor that he's going to fight, Godzilla's going to fight, what, another Godzilla? Yeah. Yeah. That that rumor won't die. It keeps coming back. Dangerville just brought it up again today, even though they've tried to debunk it a bunch of times. Yeah, I don't so, I haven't heard anything aside from... What I already knew was that it was a prequel to 54. That's all I heard, and that's the only thing I've seen. I haven't... Is it a prequel? I thought it was its own thing. It looks like it's doing 54 again, almost. Yeah, originally it was supposed to be a prequel to 54, or a period piece, which is what I heard originally. But I haven't heard anything else. Like They've been pretty tight-lipped about everything. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but I'm I'm very excited about it. Uh, it, I feel like it's going to be good. The only thing I worry about is that Japan had no military at that time. So General MacArthur was an um, oh. occupational force. So oh. their military was the U.S. military. And I just kind of worry it's going to get a little nationalistic, kind of like Shin. And I only say this because the director made a movie about a kamikaze pilot <laughs> called, uh, uh, fuck, it was called like Zero something. And it was a little controversial in Japan where the movie was about not being a kamikaze pilot, but it sort of ends with him glorifying. I don't know. I didn't see it, so I don't want to make a judgment call. 
but I know there was some talk. So that's my only fear. Like if they if they have some terrible Gaijin actors that it's supposed to play MacArthur or Roosevelt or Truman or whatever. Like I'm just kind of I'm a little hesitant about that because they don't have a good spot record when they do Gaijin. So that has me the most curious. Like, okay, how are they going to approach this? Well, they have no arm, no military, no bullets, right? No guns, and this monster is destroying the city. Are they going to like wipe out the U.S. forces as like a joke, like in Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, or are they going to show be respectful of the time period? You know what I mean? For, th- for those of you that don't know, Gaijin it was white people, man. Yes, that's- <laughs> crackers, I, if you will. I learned <laughs> yes. about what Gaijin was in uh, Fast and Furious Three: Tokyo Drift. Oh, really? That's right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, then uh, minus one actually coming out in the U.S. in December in about a thousand theaters. That's I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm, there. I'm there. Yeah, for I want to go no, see no, that too. That's really for okay for a movie that did debut in the states. Yeah, like a month after. It's. I mean, that's that's big. That's a testament to that character, man. You know what? And you know what that's due to? What's that? The legendary movies. They <laughs> 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 got mean, all that licensing money. That's for sure. It's the only way that people here know about Godzilla is those legendary movies. I mean, you got to admit, Vladi, I know you. I know you don't like the legendary films, but they've they've kicked up Godzilla a notch here in the U.S. I'm not. Yeah, it's becoming a thing now. I'm not. I I, I don't doubt that, but like, you, you know, it's 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 like with the new Fifty Two comics. It's like, all right, they're making Superman, but it's not for me. It's for some these other kids. Sure. For these new kids, but both like legendary and Toho going strong with this <laughs> well, franchise. Like, a kind I, of reinvention. It's got Godzilla was reinventing himself before anything was reinvented. Yeah, himself. I think it's great because now it's making Japan up their game. Yeah, and they're seeing that like, yeah, they made Shin Godzilla and it, it's good and, and critically acclaimed. But they know that like you could see that even they're taking some of the design cues from Legendary in the a way bit, yeah. a little bit here and there. So you right. So, um, yeah, even the ride, it was very reminiscent of legendary in a little bit. So, um, yeah, I like that, that, that these two different versions exist and that they're, they're popular. And maybe this is the one, maybe if this could be the movie that can win over American audiences too, yeah, then Japan's going to really be able to pull the reins on this. Well, they have to realize that their biggest market is the West and they keep making films for Japan. Mm. When they really should be making global films, I mean, with their budgets are much smaller, but they're getting a licensing money coming in. I mean, I know how much money they're charging for that stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, but I know, like Shin, they cut the budget while they were making the movie. Like they just like fucking slashed it. And I haven't heard that about this movie. So, and it looks like they didn't cut up cut the budget. So it's pretty good. I mean, all things considered. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. It's a good for time it. to be a fan. Good I'll say this. I'll say this. When this mo- by the time this movie comes out, going into next year, it's going to be a fucking fantastic year for Godzilla and Ultraman fans. Is all I'll say. There you go. Right yeah. on. All right, yeah. Bilotti, we gotta we're gonna end it here because Bilotti's gonna turn into a pumpkin very soon. Yeah, I gotta we, go. We need to get him out. Uh, got peace. Thanks peace for joining us. Give out uh, final plugs. Where can they find your stuff? <laughs> They can find me, just find me on Instagram. It's Robo7, R-O-B-O-S-E-V-E-N. That's the one I'm most active on. And a link to my website is on there, Robo7.com, R-O-B-O number 7.com. Excellent, Rugs. Where can the listener find you? Really Rugboy on Twitter or slash X. X Exit. Yeah, you can find me there. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a 
I'll reappear somewhere else. All right. I'll have all those links in the episode description. So you don't have to write them down right now, listener. Just click, go to our website, jockandnerd.com. Make sure you share the show. That's the most important thing you could do to help. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We will peep you next time. I really don't give a shit. This is going great. I like turtles. Wow. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Jock and nerd. Nice. Hold on, I got to burp really loud. <sighs> oh, nice. Oh, Can you edit that out or you want to keep I, it in? No, I'll take that out. Yeah, it sounds like a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs>